Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Mosaic in the Morning. I'm Naeem Fazel, and this is my co-host, <laughs> Kristen hey, Young. Hey, good morning. How, how are you? Uh, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm great. <laughs> Everybody is good, guys. Well, uh, really quick, though, before we get into it, I want to just say um, uh, to all of the men and women who risk their lives to defend our country, who serve, I just want to say I personally uh, want to honor you uh, this morning. Uh, it's, it's very uh, personal for me because I went through a Gulf War and, and uh, I got uh, saved, rescued uh, mm. in Kuwait uh, by U.S. Marines and the International Forces. So I just want to say thank you so much. I know the video uh, doesn't even compare to honor uh, the, the lives, the heartache, the struggle. So thank you, thank you, thank you this Memorial Day weekend. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Do you have any traditions? Do you have any Memorial Day things that you yeah, do? We do well, I mean, I mean, I didn't grow up with it, you know, kind right? of thing. Right, I mean, right. I mean, but the U.S., I mean, the Americans, you guys do things, right? We you do. Guys, you do, yeah, like watermelon I mean, and things like that. That's a thing. Yeah. Water, I actually don't like watermelon. What? I, I know. I think I'm like the only person... Who that doesn't, doesn't like, like watermelon. That's craziness. I, know. I, I don't think it's possible. I think I people should, if you're watching this in the chat room, just tell her that she's not American. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. I, know, I right? don't do watermelon, but we do all the other things. We'll, we'll have a grill, a cookout. We'll oh. swim in the pool. Okay, okay. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Actually, um, I was all set to have a cookout yeah? uh, this a weekend, yeah. and I talked to Ash, and she's like, all right, I told her, I said, listen, 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 because it's quarantine, because of this day sure. deal, we're in phase two right now, so we got a little bit more freedom, uh, let's get people over, yeah. let's just do it, let's just do it, let's have a cookout, let's invite the staff, Perfect. invite people, all that, and then she said this, she's like, all right, great, great, awesome, with what grill? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, we don't have a grill. <laughs> I was like, you're right. But we have friends with grills. You do? Oh, okay. We have friends with grills. I was so. going to say, support local. Like, pick it up from somewhere. Yeah, I know, to go I know. We might have to do that. I don't know. So, so you're invited. You're invited, but just bring a grill. There. Bring a grill. Okay, Tell Peter to bring a grill. Peter, load it up. Load it up. Load it up. Um, all right. So, uh, also, part of this whole uh, deal on Sunday mornings is we do the, some good news, which is our segment. Yes. Some good news. And we've got some good news, right? We do have some good news. And really... It's because of you guys. You guys are giving and donating so many things. I mean, we had Claudia's Closet. We've got, I mean, there's a video. Let's just watch the video. Let's do it. There's so many Let's good things. I am Becky Schistler, and I am 
the Executive Director of the Coalition for Cultural Compassion. We have just rolled out our Compassion Closet, um, which is a, a way for people in the community to request clothing and other sorts of apparel. And we are so grateful to Mosaic Church for your donation of uh, all of these items. They are going to be put to great use in our Charlotte community. So thank you so much. Tutto Mosaic, tutti quelli della Chiesa, Signore Benedice, gli Stati Uniti. Shalom, Braha, io sono il pastor Antonio Neves, questa è mia signora, pastora Rachel. Siamo qui in Israele a 25 anni, facendo la obra di Dio. Un agradecimento molto forte, molto speciale a te, la Igreja Mosaico, qui negli Stati Uniti, e anche la Igreja Adulante. Nós estamos hoje em Galileia, um local muito importante. E de acordo com o que podemos entender de Adulon e Mosaico, que é a esperança para todos, e nós outros bendicimos a você e te agradecemos por a oferenda que temos recebido através da Igreja Adulon, Pastor Carlos Apache, Deus o bendiga, Pastora Mônica e Elohim Evarejotrem. Hey Mosaic, I just want to say thank you so much for your generosity. Because of what you have donated and what you allow me to do on behalf of our church, we were able to provide $700 worth of gift cards for Foster Village. And Foster Village does such a great work here in Charlotte. They come alongside families that um, are in the foster care system. And when they receive a new um, child that will come into their home, most of the time, very last minute, and, and they're not prepared for it, they provide them with a backpack full of age and gender appropriate items, toiletries, clothing, and things like that. Then they also provide them with a gift card. So maybe that they don't have to worry about dinner that night and they can pick up some more clothing items for the kids that, that need it. So thank you again for allowing Mosaic to be a part of supporting foster families in Charlotte. Man, that is so awesome. I don't know if you noticed, but they were, those were Hope For All shirts in Israel. Israel. <laughs> I mean, come on. So cool, so, so cool. And that was in Hebrew. Hope for oh, all man. in Hebrew, yeah. So a voice of hope, really, not just here in Charlotte, not even just in our country, but all over the world. Yes. Just so exciting. And again, friends, this is your good news, the good stuff that you are yes. doing because of your financial support and just the support that you guys are giving, serving, giving. So, oh my gosh, that's, ugh. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you, thank so, you. Good. <laughs> so good, so good, so good, so good. All right, so um, now, we, now we start actually talking about yes. the, the talk, let's get into right? it. Yeah. Let's get into it. So let's pray together and we'll get into it. Okay. All right. Lord God, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, God, that you are in the midst of us, God, and you are allowing us to experience more than we can imagine, God. That you, uh, you do something in us, God, that's beyond our imagination, truly, because when we step in obedience, when we step and do the natural, you step in and do the supernatural. So, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would do the same thing uh, today, God, that you would step in and do su a supernatural work in the hearts and lives of people this morning. You would speak to them in their own situation. You would speak to them because they're tuned in, not to hear from us, God, but from here, from you. So, Lord, you use them. You use, you do a thing, Lord God. You, you create a moment right now. You speak to their souls. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Well, friends, we started a brand new series last week called Sword and Hammer. Yeah, 
sword, and I know, I know. Knife. It's not a knife, it's a sword, it's a sword. It's a, this is a hammer, but I mean, I mean, I can't have a sword We're right gonna here. We're gonna use our imagination yes, today. Yes, it's a dagger right? knife thingy, okay? But here's the deal though. The, the big idea was actually from the book of Nehemiah. He was a guy who was a cup bearer, an official uh, that worked uh, in, he was a part of in Jewish history, but he worked for a foreign king, and then he had a moment where he had influence, and then he also looked at the things that were happening in his own people group, and, and the fact that the wall of Jerusalem was destroyed, and he thought God was calling him to do a work, and so he was called to do a rebuilding work, and so I just think that as we started this series, it's so important for us to understand that we are rebuilding something yeah. here, that we're resetting something, we're reframing something, and we're recreating, and in order to do that, I think that we have to fully engage in the concept of sword and and hammer, sword and hammer. And here's why. Because, because Nehemiah understood this and he realized this, and I think we need to realize this, that as we rebuild, there's going to be forces. I mean, he had physical forces, but there are forces that are going to come against us. I mean, people's criticism is going to come against you, uh, people's attitude, your attitude, the enemy of your soul, thoughts, feelings, all of those things. And you and I have to, as we build, we also have to protect and so last week I talked about the idea of like you gotta you gotta plan, you gotta plan, you gotta do the work, but then you also have to pray. And this diamond, this this concept, this tension is really so crucial in you and I rebuilding our lives together. So I want to read our first uh, passage of scripture. Actually, I mentioned it last week, but it's in Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16, 9, and it says this: We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Right? And we've all heard this. Yes. We've all heard Very this. Very common. Yeah, yeah. So, like, make your plans, but God's going to what? God's going to come in and do what he wants. Really? He's going to come <laughs> in and do what he wants. But, but it, could it be possible that it's actually, um, there's more to this? Could it be possible that God's saying, I want you to make the plans and I'll provide? Hmm. Like, I'll provide the steps, I'll provide the next thing, I'll provide the open doors, but you make the plans. Because if we say, you know, well, God, God, I'm not going to make plans because you're just going to do what you're going to do, then we basically are saying, God, God, you tell me the what. You tell me the what do you want me to do, what do you want me to do. And I get that. I get that. We all want to try to figure that out because sure. right now it's like, uh... I don't know what to do. I mean, I get, I got laid off. I, my life's not the same. My routine's not the same. I think my kids hate me. I mean, I think I hate my kids. You know, like things like that. I mean, what's going on, right? Yeah. And we go, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And we just want to hear, God, what do you want me to do? And then we're going to figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not accurate. But the truth is, is that God says, okay, Okay, I want you to figure out what you want to do because I'm inside of you. Now, obviously, God speaks to us, but what, what do you want to do? What do you feel that God's calling you to do? What is it God is saying? What do you want? Remember Jesus and the healings? He would yes. always ask what? What do you, what? What do you need? What do you need? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. It was always a what do you want? And the idea is God's going to figure out how. It's, it's always his power in us, mm -hmm. not what? Our, Our power. power in, in him. It's, right. our, it's, it's his power in us. And so it's, it's, it's his power. So we have to rely on that. So what does that look like for you? Uh, I think that you have to understand that it starts with you going, I'm going to recreate. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to reframe. And this uh, series is really about you fully being convinced that it's part, it starts with you. So last week was about, uh, you know, planning and praying. And this week, I want you to have this big idea, and that is I want you to captivate to create. Captivate to create. Let me read you 2 Corinthians 10. It says this. It says, we demolish 
arguments and every pretense that sets sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take, take what? Take what? We take? Captive. We take captive. (laughs) You're going to be my person right now. Okay. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Now, as we've talked about this, as we've, we've read this passage before, if you haven't read it, uh, you might have heard it. You know, take every thought captive. Have you, have you noticed that it's always about, like, negative things? Oh, always. Always. It's catch them. Like, catch them. We got to catch them. We got to get them. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll figure them out. Right. Yeah. And so we just fo- focus on, like, okay, stop thinking that. Stop thinking yeah. that. And I get it. Because, you know, when it comes to, like, negative thoughts and, and um, um uh, just even criticism about yourself or self-criticism. I mean, uh, I don't know what it is, but like, like negative thoughts are, are like, they're like, they're like Velcro in our brain. Okay. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They just stick. Yes. They stick. They do. One person could say something and then what happens? You remember it forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. And then neg- uh, and positive thoughts are like um, Teflon. Like doesn't, uh-huh. like nothing ever sticks. Right. Like, people could say so many good things about you. Uh, and they do. And they, I was going to say do. that. And they do. <laughs> but you could say, you could appreciate so many good things about you. There could be just good things about what's going on in your life right mm-hmm. now. And we all have some really great things happening right now. I mean, I know. I mean, I know it's easy for us to compare. But if you stop and look at your blessings and, and think about them, you do. Mm-hmm. But, man, they don't stick it's to our soul. It's hard to see. Yeah. Right. We see all the other things yeah. instead. So right. if, if this is true, which is it, which yes. it's true, what is this uh, passage actually saying? I think it's saying that any good thoughts and any bad thoughts, it's saying both. So what it's really saying is that it's introducing us to the concept of taking thoughts captive. What if you and I took every good thought mm. captive and brought it to what? Obedient to Christ. Yeah. And so instead of saying it's punishing, you know, it's like taking bad things and punishing them or bad things and submitting them to Jesus. What if it is, if, if it's good thoughts and making obedient to what God says about it? What if God says, hey, I'm still with you. Believing that thought and then bringing it to the scriptures and bringing it to the, 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 the idea that God is actually, yes, it's true, mm-hmm. that God has healed. Mm-hmm. The, what if actually it's all good thoughts? What if we did that? I mean, but you and I have to make room for that, right? Yeah. We got to make room in, in our mind. Yep. For sure, right? Yes. We do. Because yeah. all kinds of things happen, all, right? All kinds of things. Yeah. And I, I put down here, um, we can either be too dis, uh, distracted being um, entertained uh-huh. Right? right? Isn't it true? Like, I mean, we got all... Oh, it's an overwhelm of entertainment. Yes. Yes, distractions and things. Yeah. And, and it's not just like Netflix. It's... All the things. Yeah. Yeah. It, social media? I mean, yes. come on. I mean, how long do we actually spend scrolling? I don't want to know, actually. I don't want to know. And sometimes, you know, like, have you noticed your phone will tell you, like, hey, you've spent this much time? Mine doesn't because I turned it off. Oh, nice. See? <laughs> I can't I have, to... see negativity. I can't I'm have. telling you, man, my Instagram, my phone is shaming me. Turn... It's like, hey, no. do you know that you, I'm like, you know what? You have no idea, yeah. okay, I'm, what I'm going you through. You don't know me. Shut it. <laughs> iPhone. Oh, my gosh. And then even Netflix will do. Are you still watching? Yep. 
Are you still watching? And it wants to complete it, like, because you shouldn't be. Right. Because <laughs> you shouldn't be. I'm like, whatever, Time man. for a break. Yeah. But we do. We do. We spend our times, like, uh, being, being entertained. But here's the deal. If we make room, and this is what you have to do, if we make room to captivate good thoughts, we have to start with, like, captivating, right? So we captivate good thoughts. So we don't we move from being entertained to actually entertain. Mm -hmm. And to entertain, to, it means to catch one and to keep one's attention. See, I think for some of us, we have not entertained the thought of rebuilding. We haven't entertained the thought of, of uh, our lives actually turning out to be good. We've not entertained the thought of going, you know what? I think I can start all over again. I can get another job. I can start another career. I can yeah. open another business. Mm -hmm. We have never what? We have just haven't entertained. And the right. reason is because we haven't what created space in our, in our minds. Yeah. And then we have to create space in our time, 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 time. Also hard. Also hard? Yes. Why is it hard for you? Well, it's the same. I mean, even Netflix, social media, the same examples. Yeah. That sucks so much, not just of our entertainment and our thoughts, but time. Time, time. And sometimes we get busy just doing everything uh -huh. to start actually that one thing. Well, it's a form of procrastination. It is. I'm going to just do and do and do because then there's this one thing that I right. don't really want to do. And I don't, I don't know what it is because we say we blame sometimes busyness. I, I do too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have to come up with a talk. Like I come up with, I got to write my sermons. I mean, I just don't, it looks like I'm just making them up, <laughs> making them up but I actually spend Notes. some time on it. <laughs> but I have to do that. Like yeah. the day I have scheduled to do that is like on Wednesdays. And on Wednesdays, I want to do everything else uh -huh. but this. It's and hard you, to just get started because uh, there's so many other things. It <laughs> is. It just is because I Don't would rather. Don't call him on Wednesdays, please. I know. <laughs> I'd rather just do everything uh, instead of starting that one thing. That, that really scares, needs to yeah, be done. and it scares me. Yes. It scares me. But that's the deal. If we're going to rebuild our lives, if we're going to, um, uh, you know, do the whole sword and hammer, we have to do the work, but then we have to fight against all the things that are coming against us. And some of us, it is true, we have to fight against our own fears of like, I'm not going to start because I can't do this well. I'm not going to start because I'm not going to get anything. I mean, that's what I do. Every week, I'm like, ah, I got nothing new. <laughs> ah, what's going to happen? What's that going to happen? Okay, the other thing you have to do is, so you have to create space. This is how you create space, right? Um, you do it in your mind, your, your time, and then your house, your house. So, you, like, so for me, I had to physically rearrange my house to make room for my plans. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Have, and I know you've done this, yes. right? You had to, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but you have to spend the time creating your little... Yeah. Well, you have to have an area where you can focus and you have what you need. Yeah. Where you don't have your cell phone, maybe. It's <laughs> all the distractions. Yeah. Yeah, it's for true. sure. It's that true. true. It's true. Because here's why it's so important. I think it's when it's so important. Is that captive thoughts create realities. Mm. Captive thoughts create realities. When you hold a thought captive, you subconsciously dwell on it. And then yeah. it begins to create the reality around you. For some of us, we are consumed with thoughts that are negative, uh -huh. suspicious, thoughts of distrust, lack of faith, uh, maybe shame, fear. guilt, I mean fear, all the negative mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And we're caught up in that. And so what happens? That, is be that begins to shape the world around us. Everything is, everybody's out to get me. Everything is a conspiracy. Everything is, a, uh, is a someone trying to uh, 
heart me. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the lens that we see then everything else through. Everything. Yeah. So if you take, if, you, if, this is, if this is true, which it is, based on scripture, captive thoughts create realities, then good, net, positive, godly thoughts create godly, good realities in your life. So if you find yourself not living a reality, not living the life that you know God wants you to live, could it be possible that you have held the wrong things mm -hmm. captives or, or the wrong things have kept you hostage. The wrong things have captivated you. Could that be possible? Uh, I think it's so true. I think it's so true. And I think it's, it's actually possible. Here, let me read you uh, John 10, 9, um, 9 and 10. I mean, we've heard this scripture before, haven't yes. we? Okay. But have you read the context? Have you read the verse 9? I don't know. It's, it's one that you, I'm sure you have, like I have, but you, um, you just forget. You just skip over it and go to the, yeah, because the more the, common one. The cool one. one is like the, the 10. Right. But the 9 gives you context. Mm, okay. So let me read it, right? It says, I'm the gateway. Jesus is talking. He says, I'm the gateway. To en enter through me is to experience what? Life, freedom, and what? Satisfaction. And then he says, verse 10, which we all know. This is the Passion Translation. Okay. It says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you, what, expect um, or deserve, right? Uh, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you, what? Overflow. Overflow. That he's come to give us life and more abundant. So, what is it saying? He would hear, I think what Jesus is saying is, is like, so if, if the gateway of our mind becomes what Jesus says about us, mm -hmm. it becomes the lens. Yeah. It becomes the way to actually hold something captive. He's saying, I'm the gateway. I'm the door. I'm the one. So if you hold, if you want to contain something, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to shut the door, if, but if you're going to leave, if you let the thief in, yeah. You're, going to leave, you're going to allow negative thoughts. You're going to leave, allow these things, and they're going to hold you captive. But if you keep me as the gate, the, or, the gateway, if you keep me as the door, if I'm holding you captive, I mean, just th think about that. If God's thoughts about you hold you hostage, what kind of life is that? Way different. Way different yeah. and full to <laughs> overflow. But he says, but if you let the thief in, if you let the thief in, which is a negative thoughts. If you, if you let the thief in, and it, it, what, is it, what, what does the thief do? The, the thief, thief wants to what? Kill. Yep. Steal. Yeah. Steal. Slaughter. Slaughter. Yes. Slaughter. I know. You're scared. <laughs> you're like nervous. You put that knife. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay. Okay. Or destroy. <clears throat> he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus right there again is pointing to the fact that, hey, you get to choose to do the work. You have to do the work. Because there is a fight that's involved. So make me the gateway. See, it's just one of the reasons why you and I have to have a relationship with the Spirit of God because of what Jesus has done. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons why you need to give uh, not just your trust, but you need to entrust your whole life to him. That he allows you to speak, uh, that he allows uh, himself to speak into your soul and allows you to, to, cr to create a new world inside of you. Why? Because captive thoughts, captive thoughts create what? 
Realities. Realities. Captive <laughs> thoughts create realities. And Jesus needs to hold you captive. What are the thoughts God has about you? What are the thoughts you have about yourself, about your life? What are the thoughts about your goal, about your dream, about your idea? What is your dream? What, what is your goal? I mean, I mean, is, is fear holding you captive or is your dream cap- holding you captive? I mean, what has you, right? Is it, is it, is it fear or is it freedom, you know, that's offered? Mm. But I think sometimes it's connected to our uh, personalities, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It very much is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you did a you did a talk. You I did. did you put posted on on Instagram and I, did. I was like I was like this is amazing, <laughs> right? Actually my wife Ashley was like hey. Ashley said it was amazing. Yeah, she yeah. did. She did. I did not watch it at first. Yes. Okay. Okay, just keeping it 100. <laughs> okay. Um she did. She was like you need to watch this. And I was like okay, I'll do it. She's like no no no, you need to watch this and this is all you. And I was like Okay, holy shit, <laughs> whatever. So I did, I did. So it was really good. And it was about what? Imposter syndrome. Imposter. Imposter syndrome, which is basically an inability to recognize your accomplishments. Okay, talk to us about that. Okay, so it's three, there's three parts, really. There's a fear that you're going to be found out. Okay. There is a feeling that you're undeserving of success. And then there's a voice that tells you that essentially you're unnecessary and whatever you are trying to do is not needed. Hmm. You getting mm. a little okay, okay. hot under the collar over yeah, there? Yeah, okay. possibly. All right. <laughs> All right. So the first one is the voice. It's a voice that tells you like, if only knew, if only people knew that you had no idea what you were doing, then they would, everything would crumble. So it's just a, a constant like in the back of your mind, knowing you're a fake you don't really know what you're doing. You don't really have it together. And so, like for me, yeah. when we started Metro, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> don't she still has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> but I had, to, I had taught kindergarten for 12 years. Right. Like I was not in ministry. And so a lot of times people will listen to this fear of being afraid of being caught and called out. And so they become a workaholic. And it's the same idea of like, I'm going to always be doing something. Yeah. Because as long as I'm always doing something and it looks like I'm always working, then I can control the narrative. Like, if something goes wrong, you can't blame it on me because I, I did my darndest. Right, You right. know. And so you've always been a hard worker because, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but you helped start Mosaic 13, 14 years ago. I did. <laughs> I did. 14 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You jumped on as the launch team. As a volunteer. Team, as a yep. volunteer. And volunteered for a lot past 12 years or yeah. 11 years. Yep. And then finally we were like, okay, we should Came probably in. pay her. Yeah. Right. So you have no problem doing the work. Right. But it's, 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 you're doing this out of a fear. A fear or doing extra work then. Like I could do my work and I'm slowly starting to learn this. I can do my work and then actually take time where I'm not working and it's okay. And I can spend time with my family or I can read a book or I can rest. But when you are so caught up in the fear of they're going to figure out who you really are, there's no time for that. You're always fighting. Okay. So let's hear yeah. that again. So it's fear. Yep. So that was the first one. A fear of being found out. Yeah. Then it's a feeling that you are undeserving. Okay. So that is essentially people that can't celebrate. So um, if you have success, you, you push it onto something else. So people that even are successful mm. or win awards or really like all the external evidence says, look at, you're an achiever. Look at all these things that you're great at. But you say, oh, it's beginner's luck. Oh, it was good timing. 
or you can't celebrate it because even if it was great, your mind tells you mm. it, it could have been better. It should have been better. And all of Metro right now is like, that's you. I know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> but that's really a yeah. thing where, or you'll celebrate for five seconds. And you'll be like, this was great. So next time, here's how we're going to make it better. And here's what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah, it definitely hit home for me. Because yeah. I find myself captivated by that thought. Yes. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, so... Minimize. Or, yeah. Downplay. I, don't know. I think the problem is, is because I try to minimize... I think I'm minimizing because of... Honestly, because I want to be humble. Right. But then it goes to the next... Like, there's... A, it's all for humility. And even if there's people, other people, definitely, like, give other people credit. You know, yeah, if it's team, team effort. Right. But if, if you can't appreciate, like, the work that you've put in and your actual abilities and how that has you know, led to the success, it might be yeah. imposter syndrome. Okay. So fear, feeling. And then a voice that tells you you're unnecessary. Okay. So essentially this is, I want to be special. I think all of us have a little yeah. bit, some of us more than others, all of us have a little bit of this feeling of like, we want to be special. We want to be unique. We want to have purpose and have our lives, you know, matter, yeah. matter and have meaning. But then to go, oh, well, I'm just like everybody else. So it's this idea, this, this voice that tells you, like, you're, you're not necessary. What mm. you're trying to do, other people are doing, and so you're just going to be white noise. Uh, like, right. we don't, the world doesn't really need you. Need you need another person like you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, someone better than you is doing the thing you want to do better. Right. <laughs> They're already doing it. They've been doing it longer. They're having more success. Right. Like, who are you to come in and try right. to do this when... You're not even going to measure up to the people that are already doing it. Yeah. So you're a mom. You have two little ones. Yes. Right? Uh, so do, is that, does this translate it to moms? To moms? Yeah. Um, I think so. I mean, this can be, a lot of people that are watching are probably like, oh, this is just for goal-oriented or like high achievers. But no, like this can be for moms. This can be for people who want to even be in the background. You know, yeah. this is not necessarily just for like big goal right, dream right. people. Um but yeah, and the thing, like, funny you said moms, because then it makes me think of my kids. And our kids don't have this mentality yet. This is something that I think we learn. Because if you ask a kid, like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kids don't go, uh, let me think of something brand new and come up with something nobody's ever done. And that's what I want to, they want to be doctors. Yeah. And they want to be teachers. And they want to be police officers and things that there are a ton of right, 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 in the right. world, you know? Yeah. It's so true because kids are not thinking, uh, not driven by the idea of like, I have to be so unique and uh -huh. stand out. Now, right. obviously, as they grow older, teenage years, everybody wants to be unique. Yes. I still want to be unique. Same. We get that, <laughs> right? We get yeah. that. But uh, initially, they just go, I can just be, I can be me and be a part of something bigger. Yes. It doesn't minimize who I am. Yes. I think, I think it's, this is so important because I think when it comes to this idea of captive thoughts create realities, some of us are captivated by the thought of, like, I am not necessary. Yeah. Like, that is a big deal. It is. And even leaders and pastors, I'm telling you, feel, I am not necessary. Yeah. I, I'm, I love what one, one of the things you said uh, in your talk is, and guys, watch that. Definitely go on Instagram and watch that. Uh, you said, my admission, no, I'm hoping my admission gives you permission. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank that was you. awesome. I was like, so here's what I, so I want to say this. I do. 
I do uh, struggle with uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. I don't even like that, frankly. I know. Don't like it. Don't <laughs> like it. But it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And so, uh, but we move. We move. We, we're going to get over it. Yeah. We're going to do this together. Yeah. Well, and we have to. We have to recognize. It's important that we recognize it because if we don't, then all of those other, the fears and the negativity and the negative narrative, yeah. and even other people who don't intend to be critical, even people who are well-meaning, mm. will then reinforce the voices in our head that tell us, like, no, you really don't matter. Right. You know, if we're looking for somebody to be proud of us or we're looking for that one time that we did go out on a ledge and say, oh, I don't want to be showy or prideful, but I'm going to tell you, like, right. hey, I did this cool thing. Well, if the response is, well, I did this, or, well, that part was good, but... Right. It just reinforces over and over this fact that like, oh, it really wasn't a big deal. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I don't really matter. So yeah, we have to take them captive and I think say them out loud. I think saying them out loud and recognizing it, you know, is one of the first steps to then fighting those voices. Right, right. So the first step in creating is the idea of taking things captive, right? Because you want to create a reality, you got to take... Uh, you got to take certain thoughts captive. Now, but I did mention this idea to, like, you have to, you, 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 how, how do you do this? How, how do you do this? And I think it's connected to the spiritual part of this, the fight okay. part of it, yes. is the idea of actually covering, covering. So what does it mean to cover? I think we have to understand, like, what does it mean to do that? And the best thing to do, for me, uh, it's, is not, like, just think positive thoughts. It's actually cover it with what Jesus has said about us, what God has said about you. So let me read you Galatians 4. It says, this he says but when the time arrived that was set by god the father god sent his son born amongst us of a woman born under the conditions of the law so that he might redeem those who have been kidnapped by the law which is so powerful because he's talking about like the systems of the world how we compare all the thoughts he's like the natural world god brought a supernatural being him part of himself into the natural world to what overpower the natural world, to the, the things that was holding us uh, uh, hostage, the things that was kidnapping us, the law, this, this idea, this condition, that like the standard of what you should be and should not be, this comparison game, the thing that was kidnapping us, he rescued us from there. And then he says, thus we have been set, what, free to experience our rightful heritage. Then he says, you can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave but a child? If you are a child, you are also an heir with complete, what, access to the inheritance. Friends, this is a game changer for us. It's a game changer. I mean, I, I'm all about just positive thoughts, but there are some really positive thoughts that God has said about you, and it's what God has said about you is going to change the difference. And for you and I who said, I want you to become dad. I want you as father. I want you to be a part of my life. And if you're, regardless where you are in the world, if you're saying this prayer right now, if you've said this prayer right now, if you're saying, I want to have a relationship with you, here's what God wants to do. He doesn't want a relationship where you're religious and he's God. No, he wants a relationship, which means he's father, your son and daughter. He's father, your son and daughter. And then that gives you 
full adoption. It gives you full coverage. So God wants to cover you. If you and I are going to move past this, if we're going to use the sword and hammer, the hammer part is us doing the work. It's us doing the work, holding things captive, right? But then it's also using the sword of the what? Spirit that I mentioned last week. And that is God's word, spoken word to us, where he says, you can cry out. You can say, Papa, Father. You can say, Abba, Father. You can say, Dad. This is a privilege of what? Intimate conversation with God. Friends, do you know you have that? A Song of Solomon. Let me read you Song of Solomon. It says this. Song of Solomon says, He brought me to the banquet house. His banner and his banner over me is what? It was love. His banner over us is love. God is literally saying that, I, that I'm covering you with one banner, one label. So it's not the label of being whoever you think you are, your status or your position or, or no, no, no. Friends, if you're, if, let me, I just want to be clear here. We have one label. There's no other label. We have no other label. And you might go, no, no, I'm a, I'm a this person. I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a conservative Christian. I'm a whatever Christian. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a, we, we love labels. I'm a, a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm not, neither of those. I'm this. I'm that. I'm evangelical. I'm not. I'm this. I mean, for the love, people will give you labels, okay? People will call you things. So might as well just stop calling yourself things. How about we just have one banner over us? And that's what we're doing at Mosaic. One banner over this church our church, which is people, one banner, and that is what? Love, God's love for you. What have you labeled yourself for as? Mm. And what is God's label over your hopes and dreams? What is God's label over your hopes and dreams? And you're like, you know, but name, name, you don't know. But here's the good thing. I know, I don't know, I don't know your past. But you don't need a great past to have a great future. That's just a lie of the enemy. It's just a lie that you've believed, you've heard maybe. You don't have to have a great past to have a great future. There's nothing to do with your past. It really, really doesn't. Let me read one last verse, and I'll pray with you. This is so powerful. Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. I love this. It says, and it's in the message translation. It says, I create the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. Now, I know. It starts off with like, what? <laughs> if God is saying... I make, I, like, I create the blacksmith. I've created the person who fires up the forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. Like, he's like basically saying, I have supremacy over everything. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know I'm involved in everything. I'm still in control. Yes. Corona's not in control. Right. The government's not in control. Okay, people's opinion, Facebook's not in control. Okay, <laughs> I'm still in control. I did this. I, I can do this. And then he says, I also create the destroyer. He's like, I've created, I'm, I, I'm just wanting you to know, I've got, I, I'm in control here. Uh -huh. And then he says, but no weapon that can't hurt you has ever been forged. Mm. I mean, come on. He's like, I've done it all. I create everything. I just want you to know there's one thing that's not been forged. A, a weapon who can take you down. Mm. He says, so any accuser who takes you to court in your mind will be dismissed as a what? A liar. A liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for 
the best. I love this. Yeah. I love this. People are talking about conspiracy theories. You know the biggest conspiracy theories is the cross. God has conspired from the beginning to bless us. Like he's just manipulated and manipulated and go. He finds a way and finds a way. He's the biggest conspiracy guy out there. It's the cross. It's like, I know it's going to be meant for evil, but I'm going to do it for good. I know this is going to happen. So when you think, oh, why is the universe against you? It's not. The universe itself was created. It's, in, it's conspired to actually bless you because it was created for you because wow. you were created in him. So let me end with this. I'll get so fired up. Okay, we need to end. <laughs> let me end with this. What do you need to captivate to create? What do you? I pray you hold one thought captive, and that is how much God loves you mm-hmm. and has covered you, adopted you, and there's no weapon formed against you. They'll prosper. Let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, God, that you allow us to uh, experience you in such a profound way, and we have no idea. So God, I just pray right now that people will be bold enough to say, God, I give you my life. I don't just trust you. I entrust my life to you right now. Friends, wherever you are right now, you need to give your hopes and dreams to him. You need to give your fear to him. You need to give all those thoughts that you've held captive and the thoughts that hold you captive, you have to give all of those to him. And believe this and know this, that there is no weapon that it can hurt you has ever been forged. Because God's the creator of all of these things. And he's conspiring to make see, to make sure that everything works out for the best for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.